0: This is Seven Figures, Smart Money Strategies for Women. I am Sandy Waters. You guys are also wonderful for taking time out of your busy day to listen to the podcast every week, for trusting us to help you shed some light on that taboo topic, money. If this is your very first episode, well, welcome. So the goal of the podcast is to help you feel more comfortable and confident about your personal financial situation, have a better understanding about it all. Each week, we invite in financially savvy people, successful people who we can learn from. But before we get into it, I want to take a second to say thank you to our sponsors, Family First Credit Union. It really does make a difference when you bank with a credit union, especially Family First. So thank you to them for supporting the podcast. Okay, today we cash in with two very successful, hysterical women, household names in Rochester, Norma Holland, anchor at 13 Wham, and Andrea Holland, owner of Holland Communications. I am so excited that you guys are in. I feel like um, this podcast episode will be four hours long. (laughs) 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 Thank you so much to the both of you for coming in. Thanks for having us, us, Sandy. Now, you both have said that you learned a lot of money lessons from from your parents, right? Yes. Did you grow up in an environment where dad yeah. talked about it?
1: He did. So um, both our parents were very open about their finances. Like mom would show us her paycheck. Um, oh, she was. Oh, yeah. She, did. she was very open about what she made. Well, see, because I always
0: wondered, would you do that with your kids? Oh, yeah. Oh my yeah. God, my fourteen-year-old mean... <laughs> every day. How much do you make? How much do you make? Uh, I'm like, well, <laughs> that's we were sworn personal. to secrecy,
1: though. We never talked about it in mixed company. It yeah. was never like something we went to school and bragged about or talked about. But the thing is, she showed us her paycheck because we would see her. Like we saw what she did to earn that money, yes. which is getting up. It's, she'd leave out the door by six o'clock to go work in a factory that was. Um, hot in the summer, cold in the winter, um, and made car parts. So she worked so hard. So for all of that hard work, and she'd come home exhausted, grease under her fingernails, um, grease on her clothes. Sweating hot. Sweating dirty. hot. And then so she showed us her paycheck. So I correlated what she made with all that hard work that she did, um, and I'm so glad she did that. My parents never hid their money from us. Um, Dad, the same way. He um, is an insurance agent, so... You know, we'd hear all kinds of talk about money, premiums, and in life insurance, and you know, um, all kinds of you know jargon that you would use in insurance. So it was second nature to us to to hear those words and and understand them.
2: It was, and they also encouraged us to save, you know, whatever little money we had, um, and also they weren't afraid of us saying that we wanted to work at a young age. Um, I I've always had an entrepreneurial spirit. That's that's no lie. I. <laughs> Listen, at me she now. had
1: a chart that told me how much things cost. Like, if I said to her, I want you to go get me something from the living room, it was a certain amount of money. I'm not kidding you, Sandy. No. I mean, because, because, my, my hairbrush daughter.
0: wait a minute really, listen she be, charged you to get something she charged let me, me let me
2: Andrea. clarify Sandy, listen, wait, you're the
0: younger sister I am too. and so
2: because of that the baby sister always is the one that's like go get me this go do that go pick up the remote the remote would be directly in between us I'd get a ruler and measure literally 13 inches between the two of us but no no one wanted me cost? to go get the remote that was man it been 75 cents <laughs> oh and, God, then, and, then, and then and then and then I heard a term called terrible. interest I had no idea what it meant and I added a line a column called interest <laughs> just put numbers in it randomly. Yeah, a,
1: little bit of, a little bit of knowledge was dangerous in her hands. <laughs> and your parents, what, did, did they laugh about it? Oh, yeah. They, yeah, they let us they be ourselves. They encouraged us to get insurance. Um, not insurance. insurance? <laughs> I'm at six years five, old. You need an insurance <laughs> policy. No. Um, no. <laughs> mom would get us, uh, mom got us bank accounts, which yeah. was then uh, Marine Midland, I think it was. Many uh, years first ago. federal. First federal. Yeah. And um, we each got bank accounts. And they were, you know, they were, they were youth accounts. Yeah, that, a little savings know, would, accounts get a little passbook, and every week you'd go put your money in and we used to roll change Mm -hmm. my mother would tell us yeah yeah, we'd roll change and then we would get so excited to take it to the bank yeah and so our mother was extremely encouraging of us saving our 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 money yep um and then she gave us a little allowance for things that we would you know like chores that we would do yeah that only lasted a hot minute yeah pretty soon lucy was like you know, she give you. If you a, live here,
2: you're gonna do it. I'm not gonna pay you for right. it. It was
1: like a can a pledge and a rag and go to town and clean. You know, because <laughs> yeah. you live here, you should do it anyway. Oh,
2: yeah. But then, do you remember Norma, when we were kids? I remember like on Sunday mornings, mom and dad would be at the at the table, like yeah. reading the paper or whatever, having coffee. That was so fun. And we would get a slip of paper and write down at the top like how much you had in savings, how much you know cash, like how much you had in your pockets. Yeah. And um and what you wanted to buy and how much it cost or. Maybe where you spent your money. Basically, we we're doing a balance sheet at, at age wow. eight without knowing it. Yeah, your you parents know? are.
0: Fa- I would think that your parents would be financial advisors.
2: Well, not, they are in their own way, <laughs> but,
0: but not... Because they. Yeah. I would never think to actually, like, I talk about that, how much are you saving, how you have a save jar, but to actually yeah. write out a sheet,
1: that's actually... Well, we used to, that's what we did. That's what we did. And and they, but they would just, I think they probably looked at us like, you know, what
2: are you girls Our doing? Our kids are but, crazy. But, oh, I thought um, they told yeah, you to Yeah, no, do we it. Oh, did it. Yeah, oh, no. you did
0: it on your own? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh, my yeah. God, you are crazy kids. <laughs> you know what?
2: I tell you. I what, love though. money. I love money. I'm sorry. And I know that that's a lot of people would <laughs> say, really well, does. I do. I love money. I, but I does. don't
0: think we should be ashamed of that. Like, and I don't every either. Every decision you make in life, in your day, yes. leads
1: back to
2: money. But it know, does.
1: I think it also stems from the fact that our parents had very little growing up. They didn't have mm. anything growing up. Mm-hmm. My parents were, you know, you hear people say, oh, my parents were poor growing up. No. John and Lucy were poor. And yeah. they had to work super hard for what they got. And so we, again, we correlated hard work with financial reward. That's just how we thought. Mm -hmm. And, um, and like I said, so, so for us, we were excited to, to be, have our own, to begin our own money story, right? Because we knew mom and dad had their money story and it was one of hard work equals reward. That's kind of what, that's what it was all about. Um, and then we wanted to start our own money story right away. Like at 15, I got a job working in a drugstore. And my mother was totally all for it. I was so excited to be getting that paycheck every week. I used to babysit kids, yeah, um, to make money, and I would stash my money away, you know. And I loved that feeling because that feeling was uh, a security blanket. Um, and that knowing you have money in the bank, yeah, it it meant choices. choices. Yeah. So now,
0: what are you going to take from how you grew up and pass it down to your kids?
1: You know, I think about that a lot. Um, recently, we um, donated some supplies to a school uh, school supply drive, right? And I went to the store. We bought all these things to put into a book bag. And I, I, my, my daughter's only two, but I said to her, this is for kids who don't have anything. We're helping them. So I want to teach them charity first. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something that our parents were also oh, very yeah. big on is charitable acts. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the thing I want to pass down to them is the same thing. Hard work equals reward. We may live in a certain socioeconomic strata. But that doesn't mean you can look down on people who don't have as much or that it's easy to get where we are. It's not. We had to work very hard to get where we are.
2: And I'll add one layer to that or that it is impossible to move up. So if you're looking at the levels that you're at, you know, our mother used to always say uh, you're no better than anybody else and nobody else is any better than you. So if you look at it from a financial perspective, um, I really do believe that, you know, at any given moment, anyone could be down in the dumps financially. It could happen, you know, and so you need to safeguard yourself, but also look to where you want to be and recognize that you can get there. You have to put a plan into place. You have to be diligent. You know, one of my favorite uh, quotes is discipline equals freedom. So if you can stay on the steady track and focus on what you want and set financial goals for yourself, I really do believe there is a way to get ahead. Now it might not happen tomorrow when you want it to happen. Yeah. But I think mom and dad also gave us that background of saying, you know, if you save and you do it this way, you will get to where you want to be. But
0: women tend to be planners. Mm-hmm. Yep. And we are. We do keep on that path. So and that's to our benefit by nature. Yeah. And also,
2: you know, one of the things that I've heard, and I know, you know, you would agree with this too, Norma, is along the way, don't forget to live life and enjoy. Yeah. Your hard work, yeah. You know, um, there's benefit. You want to save, but you don't want to be the squirrel who <laughs> stashes yeah. it all away, and then one day you have all this money, and you go, "But I never really enjoyed my life."
1: You know, it's so funny you say that because you would think that our parents, having come from um, uh, a tough financial background, would be like those squirrels, constantly trying to save and save mm-hmm. a buck and do this. They didn't. My our mother was to thank for this part yeah um, my father of course was and i don't know i think maybe like every, every couple this. has one that's a saver and <laughs> yeah, one that's a spender absolutely. um but my mom was never was never like a person who went out on spending sprees or anything no. and neither was my dad but like she lived a little lucy you know yeah. like you know um she, she would bias things that maybe were a little above or a little out of her, you know, her ability yeah. to afford them. But because she wanted us, she wanted to have fun, you know, yeah. for us. And again, she bought everything for us. I mean, my mother wore 99 cent wet and wild lipstick forever, <laughs> even when she could afford, you know, the Lancôme or the, you yeah. know, whatever. Um, it's just a motherly She was do. a yeah. 99 cent lipstick woman Um and never wanted to spend any money on herself, but she she had she would have fun with her money.
2: Yeah. And, and I think they spent the money on making sure we had the things that we needed so we could have the experiences that we wanted. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, when we were kids, if it was suddenly we were interested in science yeah. or suddenly we were interested in uh, dance or whatever, whatever was popular back then, it was, well, let me buy you the shoes that you need so you can participate in that sport. It wasn't just, let me buy you the fashionable things that you want so you can look cool. It was, let me get you the things that you need to gain access to the experiences that you want to have as kids. Because they didn't want to get in our way in that sense.
1: Yeah, they never really ever told us no. But at the same time, my mother would say, and it was saying in Spanish, or at least she would say it, um, cuando se puede, se hace. When when, When it can be done, it will be done. But when... It can't be done. It's not going to be done. So in other words, we knew that there was a limit. Mm -hmm. You know, my parents were not never ending sources of cash.
0: Now, okay, so you saw firsthand your parents working really hard Mm -hmm. and you heard their stories of how Mm -hmm. they didn't have anything. Right. right? Is it um, does it ever make you nervous? Because I feel like now where we are, it's a little bit harder to teach those lessons to our kids. Yeah. Yeah. Because we're surrounded by, and I'll point the finger, social media. Yeah. and yeah. everything. I mean, there's the, we have been talking about the last few weeks, there's the no budget challenge that all the kids are watching, where parents will send their kids into a store and be like, today there's no budget. What? And it's getting millions <laughs> of views. And I'm like, like we are not doing that. That <laughs> oh, is not real. On. life. That's irresponsible. I mean, wow.
2: Totally it irresponsible. It is, right? Yeah. But and we um, always try
0: to give more to our kids than what we had. Of course. Sure. And we're going to hit a point where it's like. What? Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah, I got to keep my kid yeah, humble. You do.
1: And that's a struggle for a lot of parents. I pray that that is what I can instill in my daughters is humility. Oh, I never they will want be. I hope I can. I really yeah. do because I know it's going to be hard. You know, you're right, Sandy. We, we have more than our parents did at our age. Um, probably, yeah. you know, uh, and we didn't. Ha- they paved the way to make it easier for us. Yeah. yeah. And I want to do that same thing with our girls. I want to leave them something one day. But I don't want that to cripple them, right? Like, I don't want that right. to make them lazy. It almost,
0: you're right. You think that you're doing it because you love them and you want to spoil them, but is it, a, a, you know, what's the expense? Is yeah. it a disservice to them? Yeah. You know, back to school shopping, my mother would be like, it's either Kmart or Gold Circle.
1: Yeah. And- oh, Gold uh, Circle. That's is- was <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I have to try
0: to scratch the name brand oh. off my Kmart jeans because yeah. my friends are wearing Amber crown, you yeah. know
2: right. you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, it's not something. Yeah. I recall as, as when we were younger, mom used to always say to us, um, your father and I, we have jobs. We go to work and we get this paycheck. You and your sister, you both have jobs. Your jobs are to go to school uh, to yeah. learn, to do well, and to you know be good people. And, and it was funny because I remember hearing friends say that their parents gave them money for getting certain grade levels. And that was, or you know, getting A's or B's or whatever. I and I did. thought that was the Andrea, most. I know <laughs> you can call me. I'm, I'm telling you. No, 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 I just I remember. Is that bad? No, no, it's not a bad thing. Yeah, I just it remember is. it being a foreign thing. I just going. I also we didn't know what grounding was either because John and Lucy were not about grounding. They were like, you just do it.
1: Yeah, Done. Also,
2: they, they just they and we listened. Yeah, and we to- listened. So that was there was. I remember going to school and somebody was saying, "I got grounded," and I'm going, "Like they literally tied you to the ground." Like. <laughs> That meant. No, I not you know what it was, Tony.
1: To be on the outside of our parents' um, approval or affection yes. was a cold, sad, <laughs> lonely place to be. You didn't want to be out there. No. Because
0: look at you. The know, whole
1: I'm disappointed in you. Oh, nothing oh. cut to our oh, core. So that doesn't
0: work. I got to bring your parents
2: in. <laughs> oh, Next harder. week,
0: can your parents come in, because we need a lesson <laughs> in how
1: to get that.
2: Yeah.
1: I get it, though. Yeah. To be, you want to just. Like I have a two year old and she's she's working me hard. Okay, this she's girl so cute. She's <laughs> How adorable. can you say no to that? I mean? can't. I, I mean know. You know, I, it's so hard. But I, I, oh man, I just go all the time. I go, look, little girl. You know, <laughs> give me strength, God, <laughs> give me strength. I said strength with an F. But like, I totally just don't want to give in every time. Like I, think I know. Maybe, there's a balance. Yeah, there's got to be a balance
0: though. I right? remember my dad saying, "I cannot say yes every time." Yeah. So. Ask me wisely. Pick and choose yeah, when you yeah. ask me for things. So I would ask them for frivolous things that I don't really want. And then the fourth time would be the thing that I really want.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Got to learn negotiation skills yes. at a young age, Sandy. See? It's important.
0: Um, okay, so let's move on to now success. Success, I feel like you can achieve that with how well you work a room. Mm-hmm. Don't you agree? Mm-hmm.
2: Yes. Yeah.
0: And some people have that just natural ability like you both do, but some people don't. So what mm-hmm. advice would you give to those women who are like, oh, I don't know. I'm not
2: as good in front of people. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, where to begin? Um, you know, at, at the risk of sounding trite, um, I would say. Get uncomfortable for a greater gain. So lean into that, whatever it is. You know, you walk into a room and you say, I'm really uncomfortable and. I don't quite know how to get people's attention, and I don't quite know how to, um, you know, command a room, as it were. Um, or even you got, sitting in front of the boss yeah, is intimidating. for It a lot is, of people. yeah. You have to start somewhere. I I oftentimes get asked the question, you know, what's the what's the quick way to uh, becoming more confident as a speaker? And the the quick way is take some time to practice. That's it. That's that's the answer yeah, because no easy quick fix. Yeah, I mean, a lot of times, unfortunately, I think for women, especially, you know, we're not brought up in the space of having a voice, per se. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Norma and I were very fortunate that growing up, our, our family was very big on, you will have a voice. One way or another, <laughs> you're going you're gonna to have something to say and you don't hide it. And, and we had that opportunity. I know a lot of women who didn't have that experience. Mm-hmm. And so when we get into the working world, or even in college or whatever level we, we try to have some influence, it's foreign to us. We've never experienced it before. And there are many avenues to be shut down. And so you have to lean into it and get a little uncomfortable because it's not always going to be easy to be heard. Um, But I think we do have a responsibility as women and uh, an obligation to younger generations as well to show them that it can and should be done.
1: And there's a very fine line, though. Like as kids, we were encouraged to speak and be heard, but we weren't allowed to be bratty about it. You know, we weren't allowed to be disrespectful. Um, But but one of the things that you got me thinking about, Andrea, is a lot of women grew up in situations where they're um, their family members would tell them, oh, be quiet. You don't know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. You don't really know what we're talking about. So why don't you just go over there and be quiet? Or we were encouraged to be pretty, but not heard. Mm-hmm. And um, that that those are lasting, they can leave lasting scars because then yeah. women, as they get older, they think, well, I don't know what I'm talking about or I don't know anything about that particular topic. Which is why finances right? feel so uncomfortable So listen, for, yes. um, you know what you right? do? You go and get a money magazine. Either you get the subscription, you go online or you go to the library. I don't care how you you, oh, you get, listen to this podcast. Or you listen normal. to this podcast. People um and you and you get un, and you get comfortable being uncomfortable. Yeah. Because that's the only way you're going to learn about money. And money can make people very uncomfortable because there's a feeling of, you know, um, especially if there's jargon you don't understand Yeah. or I don't have any money, so what am I going to learn money about? Listen, you got to start somewhere. Be uncomfortable. But as far as like confidence and speaking, it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know um, Don't believe the the lie that you don't have anything to say or that you don't know what you're talking about, or "I sound stupid, or I don't really know what that topic is, so I'm not going to say anything. Or I don't want people to look at me. That's another thing. Women, mm-hmm. you know, I don't want to be the center of attention. Listen. Yeah. You, you know, if you want to be heard, you've got to open your mouth and you're going to have to be afraid, right? But at the same time, don't believe the lie that you don't know or that what you say doesn't matter or that what you look like matters more than what you have to say. I work in an industry where what you look like sometimes matters more than what you have to say. And that's sad. Right. And I feel like and I don't know you tell me, um, is it harder on the women? Yes. Guy
0: anchors or, you know. On TV, they could Hi. look like whatever. Hi. If they're graying, <laughs>
1: if they're balding, whatever. Yes, Silver Fox. Yes. Women, I don't see them aging on no. TV. No. You you can look like... <laughs> and it's 2018, and it's You still can look like... like... Uh, I I can't even go there on this podcast, okay? If it was like a dark internet podcast where I could actually really say what I want to say, I'd say it. But it is absolutely true that women are not valued for what they have to say, that it is you are to be pretty and looked at and considered. And let me tell you something. The minute a woman opens her mouth and knows what she's talking about, Mm -hmm. the room trembles. People are scared of you. And they will find any which way they can to tear you down and they'll attack your appearance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you're ugly, but you don't have, but, 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 ugly. What are you talking about? I know what I'm talking about, you know? Yeah. So, um, it is something that makes people uncomfortable. Good. Be uncomfortable. Let them be a little afraid of you, but you know what you're talking about, right? If you get comfortable being uncomfortable, mm-hmm. the reward is talking to your boss. I want to raise. Why? Because I've earned it. How? Here's how I've
2: earned it, and that's yeah, why I want to raise. And hard.
1: then you know what? You don't yeah. say anything.
2: Yeah, that's the biggest challenge I find with women.
1: Or to brag
0: about what you do for the longest time, I would just sit quiet and hope someone notices.
2: Yeah. Nobody no. noticed. No, honey.
0: Not because they purposely didn't want to notice. It's just I needed to get my little you need, you need to be your champion. Of, oh, yeah.
1: but this is the day and age of that, honey. Everywhere you look, people online talking about, look at me, look at me, look what I've done. I'm yeah. here, I'm there, I'm all over the place. And we're we're kind of humble, Ian and I. We have fun together, but we're not out there going, I'm great. You know? yes. um, no. We're a little humble about that stuff. Because in reality, if you're really that good, you don't have to talk loud.
2: People yeah. will already know.
1: But yeah. uh, there's a likewise, right? On the other yes. side, you <laughs> are your are your best uh, champion.
2: You have to be your biggest champion cheerleader in many senses of the word i've had my business for six years and norma knows when i started there were many 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 days (laughs) of me calling her up going i don't know what i'm doing i'm just lost in it blah 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 and she'd say andrea you know just keep going keep going and i would get so frustrated and sad because i didn't have an army of peers when i was building my business from the ground up with just me in my home office and a folding table that was it uh, and now I've, you know, grown into a successful role, I think, um, with many clients and friends and colleagues and peers um, who support me. But in those years, I really had to be my biggest cheerleader and not necessarily publicly going out and saying like Instagram hashtag awesome. Yeah. But just not sitting hashtag blessed. Way. Right. Not in, in a boastful way. This but is what sitting there and to saying, the team. yeah, here's what I know. Here's what I've done. I can stand on this little hill today and fight this battle. I might not win the war. Yeah. I'm going to fight this little battle today and then tomorrow I'll pick another hill. And that's, you know, and I think that's true, not just in, you know, TV or media news or uh, media industry, but I think it's true for women yeah. everywhere. Yeah. You Absolutely. know, own
1: it, claim your, claim your greatness and own it. And so that, that does directly
2: correlate to your financial success. It really ultimately does because, it you does. know, study after study shows, if you're not getting, if you're not speaking up and you're not being visible, Uh, you're not getting the opportunities that other people are being considered for. And that voice that you have needs to be heard so that when those opportunities come up or when the budget gets looked at and they decide, hmm, who do we give these raises to or who deserves a promotion or who's the person that's going to withstand the round of layoffs, Uh, that's when you want to be sure that you're heard and known um, because it does affect your bottom line ultimately.
0: Yeah. As you get older... And more established in your job is when you gain that confidence. Yes. But we need to start it when you're younger. Like, it's- Yeah,
1: it, but it's, it's easy to understand why younger people are not as confident in that area. I'll never forget when I was negotiating my salary. Um, I forget how far into my career it was. But, you know, um, I remember I told my uncle uh, what I was uh, oh. being <laughs> offered. And um, he looked at it and was like, he just scoffed. He said, no way, you're worth far more than that. And I thought... Well, I, I but I can't go asking for, you know, yeah. this amount. I can't. And he goes, why not? And I thought, no, I, I just can't. You know, I, I don't want to look like I'm being greedy and I don't yeah. want to. He goes, give me that paper. And he wrote down what I should offer, what, what I needed to ask for as far as an offer. I took that piece of paper back and I handed it to my boss. And I said, this is what I want. Handed the paper, like handed it across the table. And he looks at it and he goes, he goes, what, what happened? And I go, I I talked to my uncle. Oh, <laughs> you did? <laughs> I have my uncle to thank to this day. And he said yes to it. He goes, yeah. let me look at it. I'll get back to you. And I was, I, yeah. I didn't say anything. I didn't say, well, my uncle said. I just went, my uncle looked at it. I didn't say another <laughs> word. And you know what? Sometimes women, okay, this is women. Are you listening to me? Listen, women, women, ladies. When you want something, ask for it and then shut up. That's right. Literally close your mouth. Don't start because I really Mm -hmm. need this because I got kids and or my husband and I. Hey, this is what I want. Hand a paper. Tell your boss. Let the words come from your mouth and then say nothing. Mm -hmm. Because the first person who starts talking is the weakest one. Say nothing. And if they ask you why, you say, because I want it. Or because X, Y, and Z. Right. And that's it. Don't say any more because it makes you, look like, makes you look weak, makes you look not confident, not, not confident in your um, desire to ask for what you want. It could be anything. Time also, off, money, you know, Beyonce's to, yeah. ring. I don't care, <laughs> no.
2: you know. Well, it also draws you out emotionally. That's a, it's an interesting negotiation tactic that people will use. So if you say, I want more money, and I say, why? And you start listing off the laundry list of reasons. Now I've gotten you emotionally invested in yeah. your reasons, and that can, with that emotion, I can twist and turn the conversation the way that I want.
0: I would be like, "Well, don't you think I'm worth it?"
2: Right, and so and so right away you've As asked. My
0: knees are shaking.
2: Yeah, right. <laughs> you've asked an emotional question, and they could say, "Well, sure, we think you're worth it. It's just that the budget doesn't allow." Oh, for I hate it.
0: that. It doesn't. Right.
2: So that's the thing the is, budget. if you come in, you know. Yeah. Come in hot, right? Come in and say, "So this is the proof of what I've done. These are the statistics, and the numbers, and the stats." Yeah, you got to back up the validation. Saying, you say what just, you want
1: and say nothing. You yeah, well, be because like, I've worked because really I, hard yeah, this year. With here. the facts, and right? Back right, yeah. up with You right. got to
2: come up. You know, you have to come with that, and and that will give you the clout that you need to ask for it. But but you got to be willing to walk. Yeah, yeah. and you have to be willing to walk away,
1: and that's dangerous, and that's scary, and that's where your knees will start knocking because you're thinking, "Oh my god." What if they say no? Well, what if they say yes? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So yeah. you have to look now at Now we'll that think
0: way. of you, Norma.
1: That's right. We'll
0: <laughs> so say, I talked to Norma's uncle. <laughs> she told. he
2: said, Norma's uncle said. You know, I have to tell you, he did the same. thing. School of Negotiating. Mom and dad did the same thing four years later for me when I got my first job. I, I walked in, I, I handed the offer to my family. And again, this points back to how we always talk to our family. We're open about money. We're open about things. Yeah. I came in. I said, this is what they offered me for the very first job uh, out of college. And, you know, it was unanimously like, no. Nope. And I, w- I went back in and asked for almost $8,000 more on a b- entry-level salary. And they were crazy enough to give it to me. I got Well, it.
1: but this is key, though. You were – they they saw value in you. And I was they confident saw in the you ass. Were, and, yeah, and that's a very, yeah. that's important, though, here, right? You, you ask for what you want, but you have to be able to back it up. Yeah. And so um, – but you also have to be willing to say, to walk away. You know, if where you want to be, if they're not going to give you what you need, and I'm not talking about what you want. You know, I want a million dollars. Am I going to get a million dollars? No. But what I need is a certain, what yeah. I need is a certain thing, right? Yeah. And if I can't get it from where I want to get it, then I have to be willing. You know, yeah. don't suffer in silence. If you, if you need something and you're not getting it, you need to go where you can get it. You know what I mean? And that's scary. And that's very scary. Yeah. You know, especially if you've been in a career for a long time.
0: There was a blog post that you posted, Andrea, that was about being more direct in our emails. Because I tend to be what you were describing. Like the, hi, how are you? How's everything? I hope your day is going good. Oh, by the way, (laughs) do you have time for...
2: Yep. And you said... The three-sentence email... This is, I issue this challenge to everybody and I absolutely love this. So I got this idea actually from um, a, a book that I was reading on my, on a flight somewhere. And um, the author, who's a brilliant man, said uh, enough with these emails that are, because most of us start our emails with, hi, Sandy, happy Friday, exclamation point. Hope all is well and that you're enjoying the summer. My <laughs> gosh, it's been so warm here in Rochester. I'm writing to you because I wanted to ask you if it's possible for us to join the bu- Oh, get right to it, man. Nobody has time for these emails. <laughs> so I read this concept of three-sentence emails, and I thought, should I, do I try this? So my admin uh, convinced me that we should try this. And just as a test, I'll let you know this. So I had about $15,000 worth of potential business on the line between about three three or four different folks who I had been emailing back and forth with for weeks you know, the whole, hey, it was really great meeting you for coffee last week. Let's chat about boo <laughs> So finally, um, I did the three-sentence email. I said, hey, Joe, are you still interested in working with me? My calendar's filling up. Let me know, exclamation point, Andrea. And I hit send. And Sandy, I thought I was going to die. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I just got rude to somebody who wants to pay me thousands of dollars. Yeah, we, we feel that to be too direct. It's too direct, too short. Where's the sunshine and emojis? Do you know within about four hours, I closed on all 15 grand of it?
0: Wow. And I
2: don't say that to be arrogant or you know talk oh, money yeah. numbers um, carelessly, but just to point out that there's an actual financial value in being, living what I like to say in media terms, keeping your emails above the fold right so above the fold of that print press right what's the what's the top line of what it is you got to say yeah. and you can end it with the whole hope the have kids great are great weekend. love yeah. you talk to you later but lead in with business you know so if you have a question hey ask it ask the question let me know hugs <laughs> and kisses sandy I,
1: I gotta tell you I love that that's a great concept Andrea I get I get about 200 emails a day from inside the building and outside. And it's really hard to sift through them to try and get to the ones that are, like, pressing, right? Because yeah. you can't tell which is important because they all look important when they come. They don't come, like, triaged in your inbox, right. right? So I love the emails that get right to it. So Andrea's right. I do prefer an email that just says, Norma, are you going to be able to join us on the 18th or not? Let me know. And Because I go, oh, right. No, I can't. Thank you anyway, Right. Because I get, right, once, if I have to read more than mm, a paragraph, yeah. now I've lost you. Now, now I don't have time. Um, and um, I don't have time to get into. And you set it aside to when, yeah. I,
0: when I have time, I'll get to that. Exactly. When I can if you just all.
1: ask what you want, again, it's about being direct. And Andrea's, but what did Andrea say? She was afraid of sounding rude. Yeah. yeah but well, what you're doing yeah. is you're saving the other person time. Sometimes I bullet point my emails. Here's what I need from you one, two, three get back to me when you can right because now the person's reading it and can get right to exactly what i need instead of having to sift through a lot of you know mumbo jumbo uh mm-hmm. crap i think i sent
0: you guys both a text with a
1: lot of mumbo jumbo <laughs> oh no, no but you did all. bullet it how you
0: are did you? bullet it no how, how, are you kidding me? Me? no you're
1: so sweet <laughs> sandy you remember no
0: remember no. me you, you, have you have to, to. No,
1: <laughs> you have to look at sandy the relationship. A pass, okay <laughs> sandy gets a pass
2: anytime she wants to message us okay i will read through your email sandy that's right no, it, you know, it, it's, it's, it's a practice that, and I'm not always the best at it. I, I find myself doing the long form emails sometimes, but I have gotten much better. It has saved me time. It has saved my clients, peers, friends, people time, uh, as Norma pointed out. And, and it, it makes me feel more confident when I'm writing an email mm-hmm. to just cut right to it. Let's just Let's just jump in and get right to the heart of what it is I need from you or what you need from me and move on you know we get more done that way it's yeah. it's a real I, I challenge everyone if if you're listening to this start doing it Save, take that first line type up that first line like hey happy Friday hope all is well and then move it to the third line of your email and then start over again with the first line of ask for what you want yeah. and maybe
1: your warmth you reserve for when you're in person and you meet them uh, or you're with yeah. them because I think sometimes email is so hard to convey warmth in a, yeah. in a genuine way um, because otherwise it might seem forced. Whereas mm-hmm. when you know, if you just get right to the point, uh, when people meet you, then they go, "Wow!" But she's so—you know—maybe she sounded direct in her email, but boy, in person she was so warm, and there was a warmth about her that I really loved. And
2: uh, you know, you know, one one yeah. trick that I employ for that, I'll say this. So, um, I'll ask you guys: when you start an email, what's the first thing you write after "Hi, so and so"?
1: When well, I get to look through my email, I don't know. <laughs>
2: Now I'm thinking. um, A lot of times we start with hope all is well. Oh, right. Hope all is well. And then how do you end your emails? Um,
1: Have Have a a great great day soon. Have a great day. Right.
2: So a lot of people do that. That 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 get that happens often. So what I do is I change it up and my emails instead of saying all my best, kind regards, talk soon, all of that, I just write high fives and good vibes, Andrea. You'd oh. be amazed. You'd be amazed. High, five and High good vibes. fives and good vibes. You'd be amazed at how many people respond when I see them in person. It's a way to show character and warmth uh-huh. without wasting the line of "Happy Friday." Yeah. Okay,
1: <laughs> I would. Okay, how about let's see?
2: You know what would get my attention? In
1: tater tots, we trust. There you go. You know there know there so you right? go. And, end it with now. that. And cheesy tater tots, <laughs> we trust. In taters,
2: we trust. Right, I'm Norma. Like, oh my God. I'm <laughs> We are kindred spirits. She's my soulmate. Here you go. Have a little fun with it. You know, like, why not? Why Every, I I tell my clients this all the time. No word is wasted. Everything you say, everything you write, don't waste your words. Be mindful, be intentional, be focused. Have a purpose for it. In taters we trust. I'm gonna use that. That's hysterical. No, they said
0: yours is hers you know. now. No. yours okay, is your vibe. High fives start and good taters. vibes. Yeah. Okay, well
2: then you start using taters. Okay, Sandy, maybe what's you yours do gonna do be? And in, in truffle top. Or what is it? In truffle, truffle tops, tops we trust. trust? What's yours gonna be top You gotta pick one. Uh, come on,
1: Sandy. Like, come what, on. what do you want people like? What's Sandy's personality? I'm all about... My daughter
0: called me out on this, too, for being too touchy-feely. Not in not an nasty okay. way. Okay. Like, uh, I'll always either touch your arm or hugs. Yeah. I'm a hugger. Yeah. Hugs. I can't do hugs and kisses.
2: Because they go hug this day. Go hug the day. Go yeah. Give the day a tight hug.
0: Di- oh.
2: I mean, really? All right.
0: Mm-hmm. Pushing lots of hugs your way. That's yeah. right. Yeah.
2: There you yeah. go. Hug it out. <laughs> hug it out, Sandy.
0: Yeah. Hug it out. <laughs> That's, That's going to be Sandy's. Hug oh, it out. Oh, we got this. <laughs> All right. Speaking of hugs, when you and your husband, Norma, first got together, were you hugging when it came to how you were managing money? Because a lot of times, like you, I think, said yeah. couples are completely different. Yeah. So how did you come to the same page and agree on
1: Goals. Our first fight was over a couch, um, and it was (laughs) funny, not on how much to spend on the couch, but what color the couch should be. Ah. Um, I married an artist, and so they're very, you know, everything has to look a certain way. Oh, you did? Oh, yeah. yeah. So, you know, that was like the big first fight. Um, We've had our share of arguments over money like any couple. Um, But very early on, we decided a couple key things. First, we would have a shared account. Some couples are more comfortable separating their money, and that's okay, and then coming together for things like the mortgage or, you know, whatever, um, big purchases, and then they each manage their own accounts. We were, um, uh, we really wanted to have one account from which all of our expenses would come. However, and I'm not ashamed to say this, Mm -hmm. I made it very clear to my husband from the get go that I was to also have my own savings or checking account. And I remember his look why would you need that if we're going to have everything from one account? I don't know because I want it. That's what I said to him. I couldn't put into words. He said, and I remember him challenging me, but what do you need that money for if all the money's going to, because I need to be able, this was my, this was my rationale. And uh, this doesn't work for everybody, but it worked for me. Because if I want to go buy a handbag or a pair of shoes or something for one day, our children, uh, I don't want to have to argue with you about taking the money from our our joint account. I don't want to have to explain myself to anybody because I'm a grown woman and a grown woman should be able to buy her own purse while I have anybody giving her, giving her a hard time, All right, yeah. This is just how it is in my world. But I think I got that from my mom because Lucy had um, a savings account that she would keep money in. Um, and the money was eventually for, like, she would give us money from that account, like if we needed stuff for school, books for school, that kind yeah. of thing. But... um uh, it was very important to me to maintain some kind of financial uh, independence, despite the fact that I was getting married and having everything in a joint account. And
0: it still is like that? Yes, today. it is. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. We started that, too. Yeah. Then my husband ran
0: out of money. Then you to dip <laughs> did. Did he I'm raid your account? He yeah. He goes, oh,
1: I ran out of money. Okay. Yeah. Oh, OK. I see. Yeah. Here. So you now know we what? Only have one. Like, honestly, <laughs> like I told my husband, you could have your account, too. I mean, now, you know, what do I have in this account? See, I don't have thousands of dollars in yeah, this account, yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, but I went, we, you know, when we went to Niagara Falls, yeah. I paid for my trip to the casino with that money and yeah. I didn't have to answer to anybody. Yeah. I, you know, not that my mother, my mother and father never had that whole thing about, you know, Lucy had to go to John and say, you know, well, I took money out because I had to, and no. then qualify it. They, it was never like that with them. But I hear too many women talk about, oh, you I know, mean, my husband gave me a hard time because I went to, you I know, bought a lipstick store and I bought a lipstick yeah. and he's on my case about it. Let me tell you something, Sandy, I work too hard Yeah, and I'm a grown woman and if I want to buy a lipstick, move out of the way I'm buying my lipstick. I don't want to hear <laughs> another word about it. It's You're <laughs> telling me I can't buy my lipstick <laughs> and it ain't no oh, way your wild, mouth. baby. You know? Uh, don't stop me. Who's the spender though between you two? Th- me yeah mm-hmm. i'm the one who'll <laughs> spend like, uh, maybe. yeah well i should well, oh, say that stuff that's for the house that's not always though. true though sandy because my husband is again he's an artist he's a photographer and when he gets a lens on his mind that he yeah. wants you oh, know he... Yeah. but he has his own business too so he he's it's taking care of his family, yeah. oh i hear that a lot um, but in general i yeah. tend to be more spendy than he does mm. yeah i'm, I'm kind of like lucy in that way that we gotta live a little you
2: yeah. know what i'm saying
1: like let's go out to dinner what do we you know yeah live a little So, yeah, we have had our fights about money, of course. Yeah. You know, but um, in general, I think, look, you know, for us, it works this way. It just works this way. Every couple has their own money story. But don't be scared to talk about money. Right. Too many people
0: are nervous, uncomfortable. uncomfortable I think it's because
2: they don't know. We don't know what we don't know. And so, you know, I know for me, you know, I'm single and, uh,
0: Your money's all yours. It's all mine. It's
2: all mine. But that can also be a scary thing because you, you know, and Norma knows, I've talked to her before when I'm like, is this a a good, should I be doing this with my money? Should I not be doing this? I don't have a a partner to bounce it off against and say like, you know, so honey, what do you think we should do with our, with our money? It's me. You know, I'm, I'm sitting, you know, in bed with piles of $1 bills around me. (laughs) i'm rolling in the cash (laughs) in my dreams no kids to i know right right. but you know you it's it's easy to second guess yourself and say am i am i doing the right thing and and it's there's also immense responsibility of you know owning your own property and understanding all the stuff that goes with it and um so it's a little bit of a different experience Mm -hmm. but um I think at the end of the day yeah you have to live a little with your money. You yeah. really do. Even if it's the lipstick or the whatever. Just do yeah. it. Have some fun. And
1: just you can't be irresponsible but it, you know you don't want to stretch yourself so thin um that you can't recover, right? But you do want to you want to live a little. You want to yeah. make room for as many things as you can in life, right? The charitable acts you want to make room for, the dinners out or um, but at the same time, if you have to buckle down, then you do. And we had too many times in our in our early marriage. We had to say, all right, we're not going out. There's no more going out. You got to really force yourself to live beneath your means. And yeah. you have
0: to feel okay talking about money. So hopefully this conversation <laughs> yeah. with all the laughs that we've had made you guys, everybody feel comfortable talking yeah, about money. Yeah, oh, Don't be afraid
2: of money. It's just money. Some days you're up. Some days you're down. Yeah. You just keep going. Yeah. we keep going. You don't stop.
0: This has been so fun so much great advice both of you thank you so much thank you we talked a little bit about it today with Norma and Andrea but next week I think we're gonna go a little deeper how to be able to work a room get that confidence to grab people's attention how to be good at networking because that's a key to success plus women in leadership roles what is the secret to their success As always, thank you for listening to the podcast every week. Thank you for subscribing and telling a friend about it. Have an awesome weekend. I will talk to you next week. Pushing lots of hugs. Hug it out.